This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mason, Kicking Lawyer, live for another Law Talk today. I hope everyone is doing well. As always, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to the content, YouTube, Facebook, Instastank. Uh, we're on Twitter, too, but I don't ever use Twitter. Spotify, all that. Please like, follow, share. Uh, we're on TikTok, of course. Uh, there's a new video I was trying to get uploaded today. Probably going to have to get Josh to do it about going to the Superman celebration. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if you have not already, download Inside My Head by N.A. The Band. They're a local band. Uh, got a couple of my kids in it now. That's not, not not why I'm promoting them. They're actually good. So if you guys get a chance, check them out. And excited that our guest today, Michelle Allen, is your local Cry Like Realtor. And if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, or if you just want to have a nice conversation, just visit Michelle Allen. Uh, High Octane Martial Arts in Covington has been there since 93 for 30 years. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com. Just relocated to a new, bigger location. Check us out. We'd be glad to teach you to kick people in the face. It's a lot of fun. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is located off Square in Covington. We're doing trivia tonight. Uh, we have uh, Wine Down Wednesdays, Whiskey Up Wednesdays, lady night, ladies, ladies Night on Thursdays, Music Friday, Saturdays. A lot of fun. Just come see us at the Cellar in Covington. And then Mason Night Digital Marketing. Josh, we're glad to help you with your online brand presence, social media, email, whatever. He'll help you out at masonitemarketing.com. And then joining me today, oh, I forgot. you got to add that on the little list here, Josh. The Covington <laughs> Comic Con is returning August 12th and 13th. Just visit covingtoncomiccon.com, and uh, we'll be glad to, to get you set up with tickets, vendor information, et cetera. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like surprising you with that last one. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I had it memorized, but I forgot. <laughs> anyway, my guest today is the beautiful, talented, intelligent Miss Michelle Allen. How are you, Miss Michelle I'm Allen? good. Good to see you. Good to see you. So I thank you again for being a longtime uh, sponsor of our show and just all-around genuine kicking lawyer supporter. I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. Of course. Happy to support. Always try to support my fellow business owners. Cool. And then tonight you're the sponsor for Trivia. I am. Yeah. And you brought presents. I did. So let's see. Yeah, I already, already I'm opened not, mine. I'm not like. used to getting presents, um, but that's very nice of you. It looks like a weapon. That's what Josh said. <laughs> I was kind of excited if maybe it was a weapon. Let's see. Oh, that, that is a weapon. <laughs> cool. It's a knife, a Cutco knife. I know nothing about them other than it says sharp. Oh, and it's got your, your stuff on it. It has my name on that's it. That's nice. So, you know what so I that's told like her, a cleaver. Yeah, so what I told her is I said that's a bad thing if uh, that's used in like a crime scene and it's got her name on the mm. weapon, you know? <laughs> uh, well, you, you give enough of them out, maybe it's a defense. Yeah. Well, and surely I wouldn't put my name on it and use it myself. Well, right. maybe that's a good defense. Maybe you do. Where'd you get these done? Cutco. So they like, they do these as promotional stuff or? They do. You can buy Cutco knives mm -hmm. directly or um, they do a lot of them as promos with the, you can have your logos put on them. I didn't know that. I've never seen it. That's cool. I can Thank you, you very up. much. I have a guy. You know, I actually do use knives. You know, I don't, um, I don't And do... these are good knives. They're not cheapos. Oh, I can tell. It's very nice. I mean, even the packaging and stuff is nice. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that was an option to do. Now you've you've stepped up your game on your your sponsor and uh, sponsorship stuff, so promotional you gave, stuff. You gave Jerry an idea. Now he's going to have kicking lawyer knives. <laughs> now we're going to do kicking lawyer swords. Yeah. Oh, maybe there you we go. do Cutco swords. I have two more knives coming tonight for trivia. Two of my oh, prizes nice. tonight. Sweet, those are nice. Yeah, those will be good prizes. Um, are you going to come play trivia tonight? I'm coming. I don't know that I'll play. I I think I'm going to just um, visit okay. and enjoy the atmosphere. You know, I love coming and just being there sure sure yeah. i call it my cheers where everybody knows my name yes well i definitely do i love when you come and you got a nice group of folks that come with you i uh, do i have two tables worth of folks coming nice well that means we're gonna have a pretty big trivia night i know there's a table coming they're coming from uh part of them are jackson and part of them are memphis but they're coming sort of in honor of aaron and so they're going to be there so that's going to be an extra team so we may end up with quite a few teams tonight it's mystery themed 
Okay, somebody asked me, what does that mean? Does that mean it's a mystery or is it about mysteries? No, no, exactly. So I had somebody ask me the same thing. And when I had put it on the agenda, I remember thinking, uh, I I didn't really think much about it, to be honest. I was like, mysteries. And so I intended it to be like about mystery stuff, just just mystery shows, mystery books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff, right? And, uh, but then I thought, I was like, it could be about, it's just a mystery, what it is. So I had some people message me, because these people get serious, like they like do research on it. Oh, yeah. And anyway, I was like, uh, they were asking me what it was, and I was like, well, it's a mystery. You know, I guess you'll see. So we don't, we still don't know. I know. I've already done the questions. Uh, All the questions are I heard it was rigged. Uh, No, it's not rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Josh and I have been chatting. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Aaron who who unfortunately is no longer with us uh is a genius was a genius he, he legitimately is a genius and i think a lot of people didn't understand because he doesn't fit the typical appearance of what you would think of as a genius but the team that he's on is always going to win like that that team that he and it just happened to be the team he was on my son also played on because they're kind of all family right right and so um they sit over at the table beside the bar Yes, and and as an, as an example, though, so, you know, again, unfortunately, Aaron's not with us anymore. Last week, that team came in last. Oh. <laughs> so, it's Josh's team, too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, it was yeah also, he was telling me about that. It was the reason why it's an example of why it's not rigged, yeah. because my team came in last, and I was the one running trivia. So, if it was yeah, rigged, yeah, I would have yeah, just given them make the sure your team won. <laughs> yeah, it's not rigged, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, the yeah. night I played, um, my team did not even come close to placing but yeah. we had a good time we played well, on that's the key night. the most important thing is just to have fun doing we had it. a good time yeah. and good food and some of those people take it so seriously though i mean i get it i'm competitive too but uh we've only got this this trivia um tournament is got i think three weeks it's tonight and two more nights and then we're done with the the summer uh, round then we're going to get into our fall tournament that'll last i think i have them last like they last like 14 or 15 weeks something like that um, but, I mean, obviously you could come and win just tonight. So some of the prizes you have, people will win tonight. Yes, nice yeah. prizes. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So what's been going on? What's what's going on in the realty world? Um, real estate's kind of different right now. Um, interest rates are up, which is making people nervous. Prices are staying up. Houses are sitting on the market a little longer, not moving as quickly. Now, if you have a $250,000 house, I can probably sell it in the morning. But anything other than that they're just taking longer Hmm. people are nervous people are hesitant people that have good interest rates from a few years ago are not even considering selling so Hmm. that's hurt the inventory so the higher end homes there's less of the higher end there's i wouldn't say less of they're just not selling as quickly so they're on the market they're on the market they're taking longer to sell oh okay because people are wanting to pull the trigger on more uh higher debt i guess People who a year ago maybe qualified for a 450, 475 house when the interest rates went up, now they're down in the low three. So they can't quali- they're not qualified for as much. I got you. So I have more buyers at the lower prices and fewer homes. What's like, in some of these questions I was going to ask, you may or may not know, and that's fine. What's kind of the average cost for a you know single family household in Tipton County? What would be like an average house's cost? Uh, right now, probably two fifty to three. So that's about average. Mm-hmm. And what is that like? Two, three bedrooms, something like that. Most three bedroom, two bath is most common. Okay, um, and then but you do you do real estate like wherever, right? Like in at least through West Tennessee. I'm in anywhere in Tennessee. I mm-hmm. primarily stay Tipton, Lauderdale, Shelby, Fayette, those areas within a dry, a decent driving distance. Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of the same way. I mean, we we have gone all the way up to Lake County before for practice. But we typically do, we're trying to not do Shelby, to be honest. We're doing Tipton, Lauderdale. I was in Dyer this morning. But we do Tipton, Lauderdale, Fayette, Dyer. Again, like kind of like you said, it's Jackson. If it's 45 minutes to an hour, we'll do that. Yeah, once it gets not reasonable to drive, I have pl- plenty of referral partners and mm. just pick up the phone and hand them over to somebody that I trust. I'm not going to hand you to somebody I don't trust. Well, you know, Michelle, that's something that I've said about you before, and it wasn't just pushing you. You and I, I think, are similar in that if a client calls, if we legitimately can't help them, we want to get them help. So I want them to trust that I can get them to somebody competent to assist them. And right. I think you do the same thing. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, an example of that um, with commercial work, I don't do, I do primarily residential. If it's a commercial building, just a building, I can sell that. Not a big deal. But once you put a business is going with it or it's got tenants and leases, then I've got a referral partner who's in commercial and I partner up with her just to make sure that you're getting the service that you need.
deserve. Yeah. Do you do any commercial? I just sold 120 West Liberty last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. The uh, Well, I was going to ask you, because one thing I'm interested in uh, eventually, I don't know how soon eventually is, but is like uh, apartment complexes and stuff. Are any of those available around here? I um, know people are throwing up I have not stuff. seen any recently. The last one I saw was Oakland Heights, and that was a couple years ago that that one sold, but I haven't seen any of So others. no duplexes, no... I looked recently, I've looked a couple times for some duplexes, multifamilies, and I haven't seen any. The last time I saw some, um, they were in pretty bad shape, in shambles. I've got an investor who looks at a lot of those things, and he has said, that's too much work. Hmm. I mean, the floors are falling through, no roof, in pretty bad shape. So I kind of keep an eye on those things because I do have a handful of investors who are interested in that, but... It, since the market has shifted so much and not many investors are giving, rents are so high, why would you sell? Yeah, that's true. What about, uh, this is just a random question, but what about like uh, individual rooms? Do you ever deal with that where people are like renting a room out, like one room? I have not dealt with it. I know some of them do it on like Airbnb and those kind of things. I haven't done it. I'd be scared to have it in my house. Mm-hmm. I have a spare room and I thought, oh, that'd be a good money maker. But then I think, oh, there's somebody coming and staying in my house with me. But people do it. I see them advertised on social media that a room for rent. We got, I got real lucky. The house that we're in was, at the time, not too expensive. It was probably still more money than I should have spent at the time based on my income on a home. But I needed a big house because I had so many kids. And we wanted, I always had the goal, they all have their own room and they have room to play. And it was big enough. It had the four bedrooms, a playroom. There's just like this little book nook area. I mean, it's pretty big. Well, now all but one of my children are, well, I should, actually that's not true because Jade is technically on the front end. So what I did is I made like the front part of the house an apartment. And so my daughter and her boyfriend live in that front part of the house. That's their like apartment. And we don't, we don't have any, it's not like secure in any way other than it's part of the house. But like we don't go over there and they don't bother us um but i've thought about maybe eventually converting that to like an actual apartment because it could function as such it just doesn't have a kitchen it's basically a bedroom a living room and a bathroom is what's you up put there a little kitchenette in there yeah well i don't know my point was it's just at this point it's almost too much house for us you know once oh, once yeah. jude is out of the house jade i think that they're looking at i'm sure marriage is coming soon um, they put the cart before the horse maybe, but you know, anyway, they, they, uh, I know eventually are going to want to get their own place. And if they do that, I, I mean, that's a lot of house, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, we've got a huge, and I think when the last one leaves, can I just chop the top of this house off? Yeah. Well, maybe I just let my animals live in each room of the house. Well, there you go. <laughs> Cause we got a go. pig, you know, the well, pig every is. every time I try to reclaim a room somebody moves back home. Yeah. So you have to watch out for that. They start coming back. Well, and that's bring, true. And they bring extra. I was going to say, and bringing more. I'm waiting on that to happen soon. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times. Well, that's kind of a blessing, though. I wouldn't. I, I, I We joke about it, but I'm sure there are times when you like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because right now, all of my grandkids live out of state, which I think should be illegal. Yeah. So. I forget that you're that old that you have grandkids. I am that Not old. that you're, I, I mean, I'm technically old one. enough, too, but what's it like being a grandmother? I love it. I love it. And I'm so thankful for FaceTime. When I was having my kids, we lived out of state. My family was here. My kids didn't know my parents. They saw them twice a year, and it was 10 cents a minute to call home. So they didn't know my parents. Well, now we have FaceTime, and my little four-year-old grandson calls me almost every day and sets the phone up and builds blocks. So I get to sit and talk to him. So I'm so thankful for that. But it's great because I can have them for a little bit, and Mm -hmm. then they can go home. (laughs) Yeah. Because well, I'm not young. I can't keep up with them. I can handle them for a day or two, and then I'm I'm exhausted. Well, you're younger than some folks, though. You're, I am you're younger at least, than some. You're at least young enough that you can still enjoy them and play with yes. them, you know? Yes. But get, when I'm ready around. to go to bed, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Well, I was I have this theory, and I haven't gotten to, to uh, exercise it yet because I don't have grandkids that I know of yet. Uh, and it's this. I think a lot of times when you're a parent, you're a parent, you know, in your 20s or 30s or whenever, you're blessed with being a parent. And for me, at least, my experience was I didn't even know who I was yet. So I'm a parent, and I'm trying to figure out being an adult and a parent. And I still had, like, at the time, I know there was just so many so many things I did that were arguably childish or immature, but it was really I was just young. 
And so you're trying to figure all that out. And, you know, not to say that being a parent at that time is a burden, but you don't understand the gift it is a lot of times. When you're in the heat of it and they're screaming and they're crying or they need you all the time and you're just wanting to go to the bathroom alone, you know, it's so stressful. And worrying and, about putting food on the table and yeah, all, the lights, paying, all paying those bills, things. working, all these things, keeping your partner happy, all these different things. And so then now that I'm at a, a, a position in my life where my children are all basically grown, they don't need me, which I think means I did a good job, but you want them to need you, especially someone like me that my whole adult life I've been a daddy. I've been a daddy right. longer than I was in a daddy. 18 years old, I was a daddy. Whether it was good or bad, I had to figure it out. So what I was going to say is I feel like that part of why grandparents have a unique love or special relationship with their grandchildren is maybe they don't take for granted that being needed, you know, right. that, that they want to be there. And maybe you, uh, I don't know, you, you just take advantage of it and appreciate it more as a grandparent. Oh, yeah. I definitely struggle with the being needed because mm-hmm. our youngest are not far apart. My youngest is 16. So i hitting these milestones now where now he can take himself to school and that he doesn't need me and that that's been real really a struggle with this one because now this is the last one that did need me and now none of them need me so that that's hard yeah but see you're dealing with what i've kind of been dealing with the last year or two but i think i just wonder if it's any easier on you since you do have the grandchildren as an option because like right now all my kids jude's 18 he'll be a senior but he's still 18 and that kid does whatever. Like he's right. a, he's what we call a free range child. I have one of those. Yeah, he, 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 I'll have to text him, and I, I check his location a lot of times because he won't respond. He's doing whatever. Does kids he turn are doing. the location off so you can't find him? Mine does that. He did, but we've got a rule now. He knows not to do that. He got into some trouble over yep, that. Mine so did as too. long as I can check his location, we're fine. And I mean, he's technically an adult. Technical is, I don't know. I don't know. If that's even right <laughs> to be honest. At eighteen, that they're grown. Right. But I don't have the distraction of grandkids that still need me so we've i guess it's the empty nest thing so my wife and i are both madeline and i both are kind of like uh what do we do now you have we to, have to spend time together again. yeah right. yeah yeah you're no longer i mean even though you're still a parent you're not that full-time parent all the time so mm-hmm. you do have to figure out what do i like to do mm-hmm. and what's the dynamic with you and your your spouse you know because for so long she and i she came in with a ready-made family and here we are we've been married 15 years fixing to be six or was it just 16 i guess i should know that anyway we've been married a long time and uh all of a sudden there aren't children there to glue us so right. you have to find the new legs in the relationship oh, yeah. too. we'll see how that goes for us because we came into it which we've been married six years seven years six years somewhere around there six mm-hmm. or seven um and he had kids and i had kids so we've never known each other without kids mm-hmm. so that's been you know we're kind of sticking our toe in that a little bit right now with this one being 16, we travel and do things, just the two of us. But we'll definitely have to figure out what is life with no kids. We've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's a scary uh, new stage, I think, that until you get to that. And, you know, if people are watching this and you've got young ones, you'll hear older people say, oh, enjoy it. They're going to be grown before you know it. But it's it's cliche, but it's so true. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> the next thing you know, they're all grown and don't need you. So um, anyway, so on a sidetrack, potentially happier subject. I guess that's happy because we did a good job. You should be happy you did a good job. Um, and I've always known you to be a good parent too, by the way. I just Thank think you. You, that's just a sign, another sign, I think, of being a good person. You are also very active in the community, though. Like yes. You do a lot with the chamber. You'll donate to stuff. You, you try to follow my swag and all that. Uh, I respect it. So if people are watching and they're thinking about doing a business or have businesses, what would be your um, – uh, direction or advice to them on considering either an investment of time or money into the community? Like, why should they do that? Um, I've always been involved in the community in some kind of way. Years ago, when my kids were little, I was, you know, a Girl Scout leader and did all those kind of things. And then as the kids grew up, you know, found other ways to give back and to be involved. For me, as a business owner, it keeps you visible and it it makes you where people tend to trust you a little bit more. They see you're not just a name on a sign. You're not just somebody's business card. They get to know you personally and are more, you know, likely to do business with you. It also lets you see where those needs are. A lot of things, a lot of times when you give back to the community, work directly in the community, you don't realize where the need is. We sit back, all this is going on we have no idea and then you get in the in the midst of it 
and realize all the different ways you can help the different people. And a lot of times I'm bringing people together. You say that a lot when you promote me that I feel like I'm a connector. Like mm -hmm. I see a need here and I can't feel, I feel that need, but I know you over here can. And I think it all kind of creates a web where we all, I may not can sell you a house, but I may can do something else for you, connect you with somebody. And then, then it, it's all going to come back around where that business will come back to me. I agree. I, I think that, uh, so when I was in law school, I, we had to do certain uh, pro bono work. And generally what we would do, because we were not lawyers, we weren't licensed lawyers, we just, honestly, honestly in law school, you just know enough to get in trouble, really. I, I didn't know that. I liked to tell everybody I was in law school. Anyway, my first year, I think I went to a, it was a legal clinic. And in Memphis, and they occasionally do them around here, but it's where just a group of lawyers get together. And if people in the community have some issues, they show up and the, the lawyer will try to give them some direction or help. And so anyway, when you go as a law student, because you can't give any legal advice, what they do is they assign you a lawyer that's there that you just kind of shadow. And so you listen to him, listen to the problems and give direction. And I don't, I wish I could remember who he was. It was an older Memphis lawyer uh, that I was assigned to, gentleman. And anyway, we're doing, we're doing through the day and he's real nice. Like he's well-dressed and he's, he's very personable with the people and genuinely trying to help them. Well, he's doing all this for free. Like this is all pro bono, right? He's doing eight, 10 hours of work that day for no pay. And so at some point midways through, I remember asking him, I said, why are you doing this? You know, um, and he, and we were alone. It's just the two of us. It was between the little client, the clients coming in and out. And these were very like poor people. Like a lot of these people were there because they didn't have any other, anyone else to help them. They had, they had no money, no means to get help. Anyway, and he said, uh, I've been very blessed. He said that this life has afforded me um, a lot of uh, advantages that other people haven't had the opportunity to do. And he said, this is the right thing to do. He says, this is the right way to kind of pay, pay back. And so I'm not saying that that's the, the reason you should help in the community, but kind of like you say, I think, I guess part of why I've kind of been active in the community is I always want to be part of the solution, not the problem. And I I'm think, definitely one that I say, don't squawk if you're not going to try to help. Yeah. It's kind of like people that fuss about the government, but don't vote. Right. In my opinion, it's just an example. And they're always oh, don't mind or don't make no, well, just shut up. You know, if you're right. not, to me, you can't fuss about it if you're not going to participate in the, the system. Uh, you're part of the, arguably part of the problem at that point. So, and then, and then maybe I'm not part of the, you'll get in there and sometimes you find that the problem is more intricate than you anticipated, you know, when you're trying to help with certain things, especially on a community level. But uh, I think that that's important for people to do. I completely agree with all the other stuff you said, though. I think that being involved in the community helps with networking. It helps build your personal brand as you're a real person that's not just trying to take people's money. You're trying to help them. I think they get to know you, you know, for better or worse, in my case, probably. But, uh, you, you know, I think it's a way to, it is a way to give back. Um, and it's also a way, in, in some ways, to do job security. Because, like, part of, I've been, mentioned this many times, one of my goals is I want Covington to become like a midtown. I want it to be where you can come have good drinks, you can listen to good music, multiple places, not just the cellar, but all right. around the square. Um, I, I, it's artsy. You know, you've got places where there's murals, like all that stuff I'm into because there's no reason why it shouldn't be. I think we have a beautiful community, great people. There's, there's no reason why people shouldn't look at this as a destination to come to. Right. Well, that also means more people are coming that are potential clients of mine. Right. right. So uh, it, it just is multifaceted. But I don't think you put the cart before the horse in that, uh, you're doing it to get business. I think you do it for the altruistic reasons where you don't expect stuff, and then all of a sudden you find that right. you do get things right. back oh, yeah. in return. Uh, yeah. Almost like Definitely. karma, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I would like to see the whole county be a place that my kids want to come back to. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got all these kids and grandkids that don't live here. I would, I would love for it to be where they want to come back to. But I've always tried to give back. And I've been in the, in the position where I needed the help. You know, a couple of years ago, my husband was not my current husband. He was so sick and he died. And, you know, the community came together and put us on the angel tree and brought us food boxes. So I've been on the other side of the need. Mm -hmm. And so I've always tried to, because I never was able to write a check and pay that back to those people, I've always tried to pay that forward to others who needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So if, you, if you're watching and you have an interest in helping in the community, you don't have to have money to do it. 
Um, you obviously can, if you don't want to give time, we always say you can do your, uh, you can give time, you can tithe, or you can uh, talent. You have talent where you teach or offer some skill, right? And uh, so those are three ways that you can always benefit your community. And it doesn't have to be, you can obviously do it in your church, but you can, you know, the Chamber of Commerce has a volunteer wing of it. You can help with stuff. They also need volunteers for events. You've got CEDC, you've got uh, the Ruffin uh um, there's there's multiple nonprofits. Well, I'm gonna plug mine if you're going to plug yours. Yeah, please plug them all. Junior Auxiliary. Yeah, I Junior Auxiliary. We were just talking about Junior Auxiliary. Yes. So, and you may have heard me say this before. Okay. Before Madeline was in Junior Auxiliary, right? That was before me. Uh, okay. Because she was already in when I got in. Well, before she was in it, I didn't really know what it was. Okay. And my perception was it was a bunch of Southern, well-to-do women gossiping about this that and the other i'm just telling you what i thought i would say probably the southern and the women is probably right well let me finish my my (laughs) point was that's what i thought it was right so then madeline gets in i forget how i forget who sponsored her in or how it all worked but she gets in and then she gets to doing the work they do and i was i I helped in some ways because they would sometimes need help with transporting food or, or toys and christmas all that stuff and i'll never forget we went to uh, that, the first Christmas I helped her, that first year she was in there, the, these women had managed to get enough money pooled that these kids that would were not going to get Christmas otherwise would submit a list, the parents would, a list of what the kids wanted. And the parents thought the kid would get maybe one thing on the list. And Junior Auxiliary had raised enough money that for several of these kids, they got everything on their list. So these kids are in, and they're in very... Uh, economically depressed areas of, of the county. And so anyway, the, what what struck me, though, is is uh, I went with her, and I, we had all the toys and stuff loaded up in the vehicle, and she she was going to go without me. Like, it just happened that morning. I can't remember. I wasn't busy or whatever, and I said I'd go help her. But, but several of the women had gone alone, and these are in some questionable areas, to be honest. And here I am, a formal co- former cop, big-kicking right. lawyer guy, and I was nervous, and I was like, these women are going in here at their own risk, potential peril, really. I mean, it's realistic. And uh, serving the community to kids that are, you know, in some ways forgotten by the community. And, uh, man, it gives me chills thinking about it because it was a very selfless thing for them to do to put a smile on those kids' faces. And several of them live with their grandmothers, with a grandparent. And, like, one in particular, man, she was so excited. I remember she offered us some lemonade or something, like, just so pleased, just just ecstatic that this was going to happen for the grandkid. Um, and then they do, you do the meal, meals, like they give, uh, snack they, packs they, yeah, snack packs mm-hmm. like all year, these kids get to eat a lot of times because of junior auxiliary. I say all that to say this, I was very impressed by the organization and I have donated Thank to you. them and I'm very supportive of junior auxiliary. Other people should be too. It's another example of, let's say you don't want to give your time, but your money is definitely, definitely goes to the right place. If you help junior auxiliary, yes, it all goes right there. back to the community. How do they reach out to you guys? Um, you can look us up on Facebook. We're and it's Junior Auxiliary of Tipton County? Junior Auxiliary mm-hmm. of Tipton County. Um, or you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to. Get, we're getting ready to start our next class for new members this year. Um, Fall Frenzy's coming back. Yeah, tell them, about, tell them about that. Fall Frenzy's a great thing. It's a big vendor event. We will host it at Brighton High School. I want to say it's November 3rd and 4th. Don't hold me to those dates because I don't have it in front of me. Um, we used to do it every year. Come out and go shopping, get your goodies for Christmas and for holidays. Tons of vendors. We pay, used to pack it out. And then COVID came along, and we weren't able to do it that year and, and then the next year. And then we hadn't brought it back. So now we are bringing it back full force. So if you want to be a vendor, you want to set up, you want to help, you want to volunteer, you want to sponsor, you want to donate to the silent auction, or you want to come shop, we can hook you up. Yeah, and I have been to that event. And it's a big it's a great a big event. Uh, vendor great event. event good thing to do around Christmas. So, no, I completely agree with you. You know, but and my, I wasn't uh, plugging just mine because, honestly, right now I'm, I'm on. Some of yours are mine. Well, I'm only <laughs> on the chamber now. Like, I, I'm not on any of the other ones right now. Well, I'm I, down to chamber and junior auxiliary right yeah. now. Yeah, I just had. I was on way too many. The, I was uh, Same thing. So, my problem was my time was so limited. I felt like I wasn't being efficient at any one. Right. So, I tried to quell it back some to try to make myself more efficient at at least one of them. Yes. And even then, sometimes I feel like I'm neglecting the chamber because a lot of stuff during the week and I'm in court or something. You know, you and Stephanie have picked up a lot of the slack on uh, the chamber stuff. So Yes. Yeah, she and I, we've done, with Stephen Schofer, have done Total Youth this year. That's been, well, the last two years we did it, the three of us did it, and it has, with Lauren, and that's been 
I love giving back to those kids and to watch those kids, they're juniors in high school, and to watch them go on and see what they accomplish. Yeah. Hey, if y'all ever want me in any of that, let me know. Because you actually probably should let Josh know because he'll get me on the schedule. But uh, uh, I always like that kind of stuff too, talking to him about. I have a di- very different, I have a very unique perspective on being like an attorney, right? especially with the cop background. And uh, I like to talk to kids about that kind of stuff real real openly and see what their opinion is. You and then the I, book that we do during that class is The Go-Giver. Oh, yeah. Well, that was uh, yeah. um, Brandon Armstrong. Yeah. I read it. Yeah, I, I read it for real estate. And then yeah, he and I talked about it and then it I read it. Class. Yeah, it's a good book. It is a good book. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was fixing to ask you, but I got to thinking about kids and distracted. How many kids are in it this time? Or is it started up again or is it start up we at have, the beginning we of the year? We start in the fall. We'll, we'll how many was in the last we group? 26. 26. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. And they meet how often? Uh, once a month. And how, so I should know all this because I'm the president, you should, right? You but how do people get their children involved in that if they want to try I mean, to? I mean, it goes through the schools. Uh-huh. We send out the application and the information to, I guess, to the guidance counselors. I don't know all the ins and outs once it gets to the school. And then each of the five schools in the county typically send us five students. Mm-hmm. So we do all the high schools. This year, Tipton Christian did not participate, but Tipton Rosemark, Mumford, Brighton, Covington. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the chamber does a lot of stuff for the community that I think people don't don't get, which is another thing they can do is if you're a business, you can just be a member of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and that's another way to get networking benefits. Uh, Great networking opportunities in the chamber. You do have to take them, though. So, again, yes. I, I, this is a soapbox I have because I've had people, especially since I've been so active with the chamber, you know, their pushback a lot of times is, well, what does the chamber do for me? But I spin it. To me, it's, well, what are you doing for the chamber? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Well, today we had a lunch and learn. Yeah. How did that go? It was great. We had a great turnout. Um, TJ's animation was there. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about digital marketing and social mm-hmm. media. So that was great. We had a good crowd today. I talked to those guys before about doing a commercial for a uh, cartoon for me. I wanted animation. to do an animated cartoon. Animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says we all, in the South, we all call it cartoons. Oh, yeah. So I got in a, <laughs> so on a side note, there was a Christmas two years ago, I think it was. We were in Arkansas with my wife's family. And her uh, sister-in-law, Mary, if you watch this, probably never, but hey, Mary. So Mary's big into anime and OMG. Her mother, Madeline's mother, called anime cartoons. Oh. Apparently that's a huge mistake. Right. Apparently you don't do that. And it started World War III at Christmas because she called it, and, and I think, her mama thought she was joking that she was upset. And so she kind of kept on agging about it. And Mary was not pleased. So I I thought, because it's animated, that makes it a cartoon. But apparently not. Yeah. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. Yeah. I don't but it was a great that. class today. Yeah. And we have networking third Thursday coming up this week. Well, that's the one I was going to Actually, it's here. No, it's not. No? So it that not? was what I, we, we were, were in talking debate about, about that because you've got it on the calendar. I thought she here. told me that it's a Liberty uh, Guitar. They're not. They can't. They're not doing it. Oh well, then we need to get the stuff. I switched. thought that Lauren and I talked about that. Oh well, maybe it just hasn't been switched on the. I told her at the last executive meeting that we would take it over uh, because they weren't going to be able to do it. So. Well, one of us needs to make sure we get a hold of Lauren and make sure. Well, it gets let's straight. see. Is she watching? Hey, Lauren, no. She was in a class. We when need I came to text over. her. Make sure when we get done with this, we text her because I know we discussed it, but it was like in passing as we were leaving. Because it got the, mentioned at lunch and learn today that it was at Liberty Guitars. Oh uh, well, as far as I know, there. So it's still gonna be nearby where we can come. Yeah, over yeah, the yeah. Ladies I mean, night it, after. it won't. Yeah, it won't be like way you know, far my away. Crew, I mean, honestly, I, I want to say it was because one of them's out of town or something. I can't remember the specifics, but they weren't gonna be able to do it, and so they well, obviously one of them's my child. So they asked me if we would do it, and I was like, yeah, we'll do it. But, I mean, either way, I don't care. I can help them do it or we do it here. It don't matter to me. We just need to clarify that with yes. her. So, anyway. So but if you're around, around looking for it. what she's talking about, the third Thursday thing, is a great networking event if you're in business. It's a lot of community leaders, uh, business owners, citizens, all kinds of people just come. There's usually some kind of food or whatnot, and uh, people kind of go around the room, talk about what they got going on. But it's a great opportunity to network. You always and bring all a bunch of cards. Business, small businesses. Oh, yeah, everybody. Industry. Yeah, everybody. Uh, big, small. I agree. Uh, if, if your business is out of your home, doesn't matter. It, it, everybody benefits from it. And I've met a lot of great people and have gotten business off of the third Thursdays. Yes. And they have them, like I said, every third Thursday in the month. Uh, host, it's sponsored by the chamber, but it's usually hosted by an area business. And what we're discussing is it's been advertised it was going to be at Liberty Guitar and Gear, 
Um, but I think it's going to be here at the law firm potentially. So we'll figure that out. Still walking distance to ladies night. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's still right there by the cellar. So you can still go and visit the cellar after the fact. You know, my career, we go every third Thursday. Hey, you know, other than going to the cellar, this is another what question. What else do I do? No, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do like for fun? What is something that you enjoy doing? Well, you know, we have a place at the lake over in hot springs. So anytime we can get away, we go over there and just escape because we can just turn the world off. Yeah. Get out on the boat, sit on the balcony, do those things. Um, and then spending time with the husband and take out the side by side. That's what Lauren always teases. That's what that's what we do for fun is go ride the side by side in the river bottoms. But I used to not get that, but now sometimes my wife and I will take my car and put the top down and just ride in yep. it. And sometimes that's nice. We like to go right at sunset. Mm-hmm. Get out and see the sunset over the river. Yeah. Nice and quiet. Of course now that the weather's so nice, it's a crowd down there. Finding a place to pull off and park. Oh, you doing some parking down there? Not that kind of parking. <laughs> That's we we married and have a house. <laughs> we don't have to do that parking anymore. So uh, an inappropriate side story, I'll tell you. When I was a cop, we went down. Uh, this was, it was late. It, it was probably, it had to have been after 10 because in the third shift, we didn't go into like 930. So this may have been like midnight or better. Anyway, we go down to the river down uh, off Coon Valley Road to Duval mm-hmm. Landing. That's down right? by my house. Okay, yeah. So we're down there, and there's this one car parked there. So what we often did as, as cops, because that was fun, to something was going on, right? Uh, there's always something going potentially on. Potentially criminal activity. So what we would do is park and then sneak up on the vehicle to catch this criminal activity. Well, often you call it an activity debatable if it's criminal or not. I guess it depends on the state. Anyway, so this one particular car we sneak up on, and of course, there's a, a a young male and an older female in there, and uh, we knock on the knock on the door, and they are scared and jump apart, and of course, then we start questioning them, what are they doing down here? What's up? Well, come to find out, she was the this was her neighbor's son. Now Ooh. he was like 18, 19. They were all legal age. I mean, te- I guess technically, she was like 40 something. She was in her 40s, and they were down there uh, together. And so what was interesting about that interaction was the boy wanted everyone to know. We were like, we're going to call your parents. He was like, okay, I don't care. And the woman was uh, not wanting anybody to know. You know, she didn't want us to call and tell anybody. Um, anyway, completely not relevant to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for real. It's something else. I guess he had a little checklist and he was trying to get that checked off. But yeah, we encounter a lot of that different kind of stuff down there. At the river. When you say that, that's what I start thinking about is back as a cop when I would go down to the river. I encountered it at the movie theater a lot when I was an usher back in the day. Interesting. Cougars and young guys or just just generally? Actually, I kicked out more uh, older people for that kind of activity than I did teenagers. which That must have been some affairs going on because us old married people, we have a house. We can take care of it there. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was one of the things back when I was a cop that I used to really struggle with is we would go do bar checks on Friday and Saturday nights. And very often, I would find in the bars, people in certain leadership positions in churches and other stuff uh, with other people's spouses in there. Oh, yeah. Which, for me, hindsight was stupid. You were you were living in that community, and then you go to a bar in that community to do that. And then, uh, and then you know, I would see them the next morning in church or something, and I had to act like, you know, I didn't know right. it was all cool. It was like... I don't get it, man. And this was pre-internet. You know, this was before it got all. They were just literally just go somewhere else. You know, don't oh, do yeah. it right here. Get um, out of your backyard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't mean to get us off on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, on another topic. So, we've been my wife and I've been doing a lot of traveling uh, recently, and that's kind of what one of the things we do if we're able to. We'll we'll travel, and a lot of times she is very. Um, uh, understanding of my weird obsessions, you know, because I got all these collections of all this stuff. And that's kind of what I was getting at when you're talking about free time on if there's anything like that weird that you collect. So we just got back from the Superman celebration. You you came to the Comic-Con, right? No, no you didn't? Been. Are you going to go? Uh, possibly. If I'm in town, it's on a weekend. August 12th I, I and 13th. I'll have to look at my schedule. Yeah, you should try to come one to one if you've never been to one. There's there's plenty of interesting things to see. There's lots of stuff to do and see. But I've heard all the stories. Yeah, it's very interesting to see. It's, it's I, the biggest event in human history. Yeah, ever. And it returns August 12th and 13th to the Covington <laughs> Civic Center. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but they're a lot of fun. When I first, kind of like I was talking about Junior Auxiliary, my initial impression of comic conventions was not um, accurate. 
They they. Well, my favorite Comic Con story that you tell is about Judge Peeler and the Furries. And the Furries. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, we I love saw. When you do his voice. <laughs> we went to uh, Nashville Comic Con to meet Chuck Morris, right? right a couple weeks right. ago, and um, that's a big. Now, one. How cool was that? Oh, it was awesome. I enjoy. I loved loved it. So it, I was like a second grader meeting Chuck Norris because he's an, an icon to me. Um, I mean, I've looked up to him since I was a very small child. So at 40, I'm 44 and a seventh degree black belt and done all this stuff martial arts wise. But all of a sudden when I was in that line, I turned into this little six year old boy that's, you know, meeting this God. And, um, he's, he's, he's 83. Is that right, Josh? Uh, I'll have to look it up. He's 82 or 83. And you can tell now a little bit. Like, he's got that he shuffle going. Shaky he's kind of yeah. shaky. Like, they had already told us that he wasn't going to sign any, because I wanted him to put, like, to the kicking lawyer. Right. And they were like, he's going to put Chuck he, Norris. He's 80, 83. <laughs> 83. Yeah. So, uh, but it, I was, uh, he was very respectful of me, because I think he could tell instantly when I walked, I was the second one in line to meet him. Uh, we, we paid extra for this pass, and we ran straight there and made sure we were there to, to see him. Anyway. Um, when I approached him, I, I called him Master Norris and uh, told him that I was a lifelong martial artist and all these businesses I had are somehow martial arts themed or related, that it's been my, my, my passion in life and also been one of my guiding principles, all the things I learned in martial arts. And it was because of him. You know, I was very thankful. And he was very humble in, in it. And like you could tell, he saw the reverence that I had for him and respected that and didn't like ruin it by being normal you know so and he like bowed and shook my hand and uh we talked briefly and then I offended him so that's not a surprise so (laughs) he he uh I bought a uh he was in Return of the Dragon I don't know if you're familiar with that's the one where he and Bruce Lee fight okay okay? and and the the history of it is all the martial arts people know this the history of it is because these two icons are going to fight in this movie and Chuck, uh, Bruce Lee calls him, and supposedly he asks Bruce Lee, he's like, well, am I going to win? And he's like, Bruce Lee's like, ah, it's my movie. You know, I'm going to win. And he's like, but we'll do this back and forth thing where, you know, you do get licks in on me because, you know, people rarely would get to hit Bruce Lee. So the fight's pretty good. It's it's really well filmed. Matter of fact, on the way down there, Josh and I watched it because it's got like this yeah. cat in it. It's got it's, really good cinematography. Yeah, yeah. And so they do the fight, and it's back and forth. And But he ends up killing Chuck Norris in the fight, in the movie. Anyway, long story short, I'm talking to Chuck Norris. Well, he's signing that because I had him sign one of my gloves just like this that I had uh, that I fought in, and then I had him sign that and then this, uh, this other thing. Anyway, so he's signing it, and I go, Mr. Norris, just so you know, um, I really thought it was very polite of you to let Bruce Lee win or let Bruce Lee win in that movie. And so he stops signing it and goes and like looks at me and I was like oh no Chuck Norris is fixing to whip my <laughs> and, and his son is standing there and kind of breaks the ice and goes yeah we don't really talk about that movie about what might have happened if they'd really fought and kind of smooths it over and I was like dang it's been like 50 60 years and dude still holds a grudge wow. over that movie he was still hot about it so anyway I enjoyed it though it was it was great have you ever met anybody like that it was like iconic to you no you met a didn't you meet a Who's our buddy we had come up here? Oh, Jerry Lawler. No, not Jerry Lawler. Uh, I've seen Jerry Lawler when I go to wrestling Santiago? in Covington. No. Uh, the, the, the Those are like the up two Up here at Tara's and but... here. Oh, uh, Butch Patrick. Yeah, Butch Patrick. Yeah. We, we, did you not uh-uh. love meeting him? I don't know who that is. You didn't meet him? He was from the Munsters. Oh, no, I missed that. No, <laughs> I know what you, I, no, I was not here Anyway, that. He, he was a very nice gentleman. He's a very nice guy. Well, he was also at Nashville. If you could meet, and you look, you may be one of those. You're gonna ask me this, and I don't have an answer. (laughs) I was gonna ask if you could meet three people, or just one person, and have dinner with them, and you could talk about whatever. Who who would it be? Who would be somebody you would love to just pick their brain? Oh, see, I don't have a good answer for that. Well, that's okay. You may be so self secure, you don't care. I don't know that I have anybody that I'm just like, oh, because I'm. I've always been. People are just people. Mm -hmm. You know. I agree. I'm like that with most people, but there are some people that are like have achieved a level that I I don't I don't envy. I just look up to. You know what I mean? And I would love to have a chance to discuss things with them, to glean information that right. might help me go to the next level. I think I just like talking to all people. Like yeah. I enjoy I I like to know people's stories. Like I feel like I have such a boring story. I think I like to hear other people's story. No, I think you have a great story. I, but you're also very interesting to talk with. Part of it's because you actually listen to people. 
Like anytime I've ever talked to you, I could tell you weren't trying to talk over me. You're actually listening. And that's a skill that's difficult for me, at least. It, it, some people are maybe better well, at it I'm than others. I'm a little borderline ADHD, so that gets difficult. Yeah, yeah. Because this brain never turns off. But I do enjoy just sitting with people and hearing what people have to say. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times I get to where I need, I get, I've been a lot like you that that mouth gets going and <laughs> it's hard to turn it off. But I just, I enjoy talking to people in here and, you know, what they've been through and what their goals are. And I just, I like people. So, I don't like all people. So if it's just one person, you can't think yeah, of just one person you'd want to talk to throughout history. I don't know. So maybe some of like, back in some of the struggles, like people like Rosa Parks and some of the women's suffrage, some of those, like how was it to know that you were up against something so difficult and still keep fighting? Like, how do you not throw the towel in? Do you know the Rosa Parks thing was, a, so I'm reading a Martin Luther King speech book and it's got information on the civil rights movement I wasn't aware of. I didn't realize until I read the book, because there's a section that Rosa Parks wrote, Rosa Parks wrote about Martin Luther King. Um, there were several other people that also sat in the front of the buses. They, it was a strategic planned attack on that. I didn't know that. Hmm, she wasn't the only one. The, the church had met, and they might have done it a couple of times, but I know that specific uh, uh, day that she was arrested, several of them had sat on the front, and that just happened to be the bus that they called uh, law enforcement on was the one she was on. My point is there's other silent heroes that people don't even Hmm. know about that are were involved in some of that but i thought that was interesting that There's, kind of mindset to go up against something like i don't know that i would i don't know that i'd want to face it like i don't know that i am secure enough in myself mm -hmm. that i think i would have just said uh whatever it I, is what it is I, I, i've home. told this story i don't know if i've told this story here before but sort of t goes along those lines so when i was 20 maybe 21 how old would i have been in 99 20 I was 20. I went to North Korea, right? So I was on the U.S. Taekwondo team. I got to go. We went to South Korea, then China, Beijing, China, and then North Korea. And that uh, was a huge deal. Because now I didn't know it was a huge deal. This is pre-internet. This is back. Everybody's acting like it's a big deal going to North Korea. I didn't know. It was, I just wanted to go fight people. Like, that's the whole thing, right. right? So I go over there to kick and punch people and ended up asking them about their space program, got strip searched. Anyway, so on the way, on that trip, on the way back, we, we were in, when we came, we went as just the team. And then as we came back to Beijing and then into Korea again, I want to say we met up with like 60 members of the organization. So they weren't on the team team, but they were coming as part of this Taekwondo group to, to Korea. Anyway, long story short, there was one of them in the group and his name was, uh, and I'll tell, I don't think you'd care if I tell his name was Reverend Bobby Hawkins. He's a Southern, a black Southern minister. Real nice guy. Also did martial arts. Knew him my whole life. He's out of Memphis. Super great dude. So we go to a uh, Buddhist temple. Uh, the whole crew of us go. And they've got the Korean TV there. I say Korea. This may have been in China. In, in, in any event, the local TV was there, whatever their TV was. And they're filming us because the All-Americans coming in, right? So we go to this Buddhist temple, and they wanted us to do, they were going to film us do this traditional bow to the Buddhist statues. Well, the back of my hair was standing up on my neck because as we were going to start to do this, and I'm a Christian, right? And so you don't worship false idols. But then I was thinking, well, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans. I'm here. I'm going to—I don't mean anything to me, but I don't want to offend these people, so I'm going to go along and do it. So against my better judgment, like I literally could feel in the back of my head I shouldn't be doing this, I start to go, and they did these multiple bow things where you get down and you get back up and you get down and you get back up. So I get down and I'm starting to bow, and we're kind of paused there, and I look over, and there's this sea of people folding to this situation, and then Bobby Hawkins standing right there. It's like it gives me chills thinking about mm. it. And I instantly realized I had screwed up. You know, and it's because he set that example. He was in a foreign country, not hostile really, but sort of hostile if you weren't going along right. with the go along, you know. And this dude stood there and did not bow to that statue. And to this day, I think about that on standing up for things that you believe in, you know. Um, anyway, if he ever sees this or his son, he's got some kids too. I think one of his kids is working on being a minister. They're good folks. And he set an example that here we are 20 something years later, I still am influenced by. So yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that's difficult for people to do. It's easy for people to say they would do until right. they're in that situation. 
Right. I feel like in that situation, I probably, I wouldn't bow, but I think instead of standing right there, I think I'd have found a way to get out the back door. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways he could have handled it. He could have been like, I'm just going to stand over here and not be. I admire people that uh, can stand up for but, it, though. But this I was, can't. that was so, hur- it was kind of hurried. And again, I remember thinking I shouldn't do this. Um, but I was like, well, I don't want to be disrespectful. And, and in my heart, it doesn't mean anything. But man, it was just iconic when I looked over and, and saw him standing there. So what about you, Josh? If there was people, I know you wouldn't bow to Director Buddha, Michael but, Bay. That's so you and me. Director Michael Bates. <laughs> That's easy. it. Number one. Easy. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> uh, Madeline said to say hey to you too, Michelle. Hey, Madeline. Yeah. Uh, Director Michael yeah. Bay. Is well, that it? It would be, well, the three would be Michael Bay, Stallone, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just, <laughs> I just finished watching that documentary on Netflix. Yeah. It was very good. It was good. I thought it was well put yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. Madeline did some JA stuff for us recently. She for- taught a... Oh yeah, the self defense thing. That's right. For yeah, girl, you. We were gone to where was I gone to? I was gone Chuck to Chuck Norris. No, was that Chuck Norris? Maybe it was, it was Chuck. Ago. It was Chuck Norris. Yeah, and uh, her, and then she brought a couple of our junior she instructors did. with her that did a great job. Sadie and Ireland. I hate that I missed the event, but I was out of town. Mm-hmm. She enjoyed it. She said the girls did good. I think it was two groups of them came through. Yeah, we maxed out on that, and we're gonna have to do another one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think all you know, all women should know. Not not for an issue of who's stronger or weaker, but all women, I think, just like guys, should learn some self-defense and do some martial arts. I mean, look at Madeline. Madeline used to make the men in our school quit because when I first started dating her, she was a kickboxing world champion. And so she would come in and train with our MMA guys and knock them out. And then these, these new young dudes that think they're hot shots get knocked out by this beautiful woman. And all of a sudden, they're not so interested in being a fighter anymore. They're all embarrassed. So I had to quit letting her spar the dudes for a while because they would just quit. You know, it was bad for business. Right. But my point is, man or woman, that's a powerful person, you know, that's capable of that. J- uh, Jordan Peterson, you know who that is? So he's this uh, sort of conservative pundit, and not to say that he's, he's always right, but he makes a comment on violence that I find very interesting. It says that, if you don't have the capacity for violence, you don't really have the virtue to say you're peaceful because being weak is not the same thing as having control if you're capable of violence. So his point is, we should all be capable of violence. The virtue isn't that we don't act in violence, you know, that we have the capacity to control ourselves. And the lack of that ability is not a virtue. Being weak is not a virtue. it's a controversial thing to say, but, you know, I, I think that that's important for everyone. You should all be, everybody should be capable of defending themselves. Basically, everybody should be strong. Yeah, yeah, but you I, the the virtue comes in that you have the self-control to not act on that all the time when people call you names and talk about Michael Bay movies and stuff. So. <laughs> I sat in on one of y'all's self-defense classes a couple of years ago. Maybe before before COVID, I guess mm. we did a self defense class for some of our JA Crown Club girls, and you and Madeline together taught it. I think I do remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think it's important. I think it's important to work out and do all that stuff all the time, and try to make the most of this gift of life that we have. I definitely want to embrace life and live life, and you know, I've seen some things and been through some things, so definitely makes you not want to waste it. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially I've had a new perspective on it the last couple of months. Because I lost my dad and then Aaron, um, and that's difficult. And, yeah. you know, like as an example, I'll tell you one way it's changed me. Uh, I have this bourbon collection, okay, where I'll, I've acquired these bourbons from different spots, unique, you can't get anywhere, or like I went to the distilleries and got them anyway. And they're just sitting there. They're sitting on the shelf at the house, and then sometimes I'll look at it and kind of admire the collection. But, see, Aaron and I would occasionally share a drink together. Right. And he would be here. Like sometimes he'd be waiting in the back. He'd be doing work. And I'd be because he did. He worked on the Badgers laser company we had in the back area here. So sometimes we were here a lot together when nobody else was. And so then it struck me that I was looking at all that bourbon and I was like, I'll never be able to share that with Aaron. There's not going to be a special day where I get to open that with him. And so I was like, that's so stupid. It's so stupid of me to how to hoard this physical thing that I can't take with me really serves no other purpose. I'm not going to sell it. Yeah. So I have these ideas now that's kind of in conjunction with the seller to give everyone opportunities to try these bourbons because there's just no reason for me right. to. I definitely, with some of the losses I've had, I definitely try to not save things for good. Yeah. You know, if 
you know, if it's good enough for a special occasion, it's good enough for today. Sure, sure. So. Now, I, I don't I don't think I should drink them all every day, but I think that. <laughs> I was talking about the bourbon after when Mandy and Emily were on, and one of them was talking about Four Roses. And yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try. So I went and bought a bottle. Mm, it's not for me. Really? Now, I ended up pouring some Sprite in it and got it on down, well, but so it was look, not for me. Well, look, maybe I, I, I'm not a bourbon girl. Well, I will tell you this. Not everybody is in the beginning. I wasn't in the I'm beginning either. i a wine either. girl. Well, that's fine. See, wine gives me a headache. You're drinking the wrong wine. Well, that's possible. I'm open to that, right? But I tr- I went through phases as an adult on drinking. I, I went from not drinking at all. Like, I didn't drink at all until maybe 22, something like that, because I was so focused on my physical performance in martial arts I refused to do anything that I thought might hinder that ability. So I really did no drugs, no alcohol, nothing. I was 100% focused on my physical skill, right? So anyway, finally in my 20s, I, I thought it, I, did, I didn't want to do beer because it seemed like everybody did beer. And I don't know if you noticed, but I always do things different. So I was like, I'm going to drink wine because that's sophisticated. So I tried to drink wine and I tried several different ones. And, you know, some are okay, but I really never liked the wine. Um, and I never drank like some people to get intoxicated. Right. I, I would drink sort of socially for the experience with someone or if it tasted good, you know, that kind of thing. So then I went through my 30s. I, I would occasionally drink a Corona or something. And then I got into cocktails for a little bit because they tasted good. But then I went keto and a lot of them have sugar. Oh, yeah. So bourbon is keto friendly. Um, anyway, so I, 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 the way I developed the bourbon, cause I didn't like bourbon in the beginning is my buddy, Dave, he was here earlier. He and I, after hard day in court, usually on Thursdays, we'd sit in my office and once a week we would try a different bourbon and it was never a drink the whole bottle and get drunk or any of that. It was trying to savor the time together and see if there were any we like. And all of a sudden I started detecting different notes in these different bourbons. And all of a sudden, initially it was whiskey. And then we both started to realize we both like bourbon better and then got into the history of it and then just got just consumed by all this. Like everything I do, I just went all of in course. on the bourbon, right? So, um, yeah, now I'm this big bourbon snob. But it, it wasn't intentional, and I had to develop the taste for it. So so maybe that just wasn't the right one for me. Yeah, well, maybe tonight even. Maybe I can let you try some that I think would be a little kinder than Four Roses and um, a little sweeter. My wife's favorite is uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Okay. It's finished in these saltwater barrels. And um, is a sweeter, like, caramel taste. She likes, that's the one that she likes is bourbons. But, you know, the bourbons, you you want to get the whole experience. I'm sure it's similar to wine. You know, you want to smell right. it. It has a smell. Try to pick up what notes you got on the smell. You want to taste it on your palate. And then there's a finish that's always different. And all of them are a little unique. And then I like the history of them, where the, you know, where the distillery was, how old it is. Uh, just so many factors that play. How long was it aged? Where was it at in the Rick House? Like, just all these factors that play into it that I really get into and like. And, and I'm sure wine sommeliers are the same way. They're oh, I'm sure. All about the wines. Yeah. But I, I'll show you. We I, well, have done some wineries. Well, I'll tell you what. Tonight I'll try a wine you recommend, and I'll let you try a bourbon that I recommend, and we'll okay. see. Maybe we'll meet in the middle. I'll if, have to pull out my wine card. There was one I tried the last time I was in, and I don't remember what it was, and I'd never had it before, and it was it was really nice. Really? I'll have to look on my card and see what it was. Well, maybe that needs to be my goal. We get we get we give these <laughs> wine cards out and I don't drink the wine. So maybe I need to try the the wine and get a uh, my my own glass. Maybe. <laughs> <on> the wine. <laughs> well, uh, Michelle, they all see every week your uh, ad here on how to contact you, but is there any other information that they would they would need to know to find you? Uh, I think it's all right there. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm a little tiny bit on Instagram, not so much. I'm I'm old, so I stay tend to stay on Facebook. Um, I'm around town most of the time. You usually run into me on the street. Yeah, you are. Well, and just like I say when you're not here, I'll say it again that I would like I like to think that you are much like I am. Actually, I know you are. In that, if people reach out to you for assistance, you will try to assist them, whether it's something Absolutely. that's actually in your wheelhouse or not. You're very active in the community, and like you said, you can connect people to other people that can give them assistance. And I agree that I think that eventually comes I say a lot of around. times, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a guy. Or a gal. Yes. yes. <laughs> or a guy that identifies as a and gal. And if I don't know or... him, I can find them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, thank you guys for watching today. If you're uh, watching this live, join us at the cellar tonight. We're going to be there. The trivia starts at 630. We'll see you, and uh, it's going to be on mystery. It's a mystery as to what the mystery is. And good prizes. Yeah, and the prizes are sponsored by Michelle Allen, Cry Like Realtor, so we're excited to have her. Thank you for my gift, too. You're welcome. As you saw, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
NA The Band's Inside My Head album is available for free wherever you listen to music. Please help those guys out. Download that album. As we have mentioned several times today, if you need anything in the community, mm-hmm. if you need a hug, Michelle Allen with Cry Like Absolutely. Realtors is ready to help you out. Uh, and then for 30 years now, we've been serving the community, creating black belts and champion martial artists, both in the taekwondo and MMA and kickboxing rings. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com, and we'd be glad to get you set up for some free lessons and see if it's something that you uh, would like to do yourself. We've been talking about the cellar. We'll see you there tonight. It's open seven days a week at 4 p.m. on. We do a brunch now on Saturdays and Sundays at from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and we have some Father's Day specials this weekend. Make sure you join us there. And then if you need help with your online brand or digital content, Josh would be glad to help you with some marketing stuff. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. And I didn't forget, last but not least, don't forget that the Covington Comic Con returns to the Covington Civic Center August 12th and 13th. You'll have budget Batman, creepy panda guy, (laughs) vendors, etc. Tons of fun at the Covington Comic Con. Thank you, as always, for watching us. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. If you need us, give us a holler. Otherwise, keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.